person's reading from a sefer. So as Rashi explains, the sefer we're talking about over here is a scroll. And Rashi says, then all the Sephardim were made like a sefer teda. So he's reading from a scroll. And the scroll partially rolled down. So he's still holding it in his hands, but a chalik of it rolled down. So where is this person? Again, he's, he's, he's sitting on, on a skupa, on a threshold, and it rolls down into the street. You can roll it back up to yourself. But you're not sitting on a threshold. If you're sitting on a rooftop, and part of the scroll rolls down into the street, if it rolled down, but it's above 10 tfachim to the Rishus HaRabim, you can roll it back up to yourself. Above 10 tfachim, it's not a Rishus HaRabim. However, if it did roll down close enough to the floor, it's within 10 tfachim to the Rishus HaRabim, you're not allowed to roll it back up, you just have to turn it upside down in order for it not to be embarrassed over there. You have to be able to see, yeah. You have to be able to estimate. To estimate. Yeah. So that's, yeah, one case. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, it goes even further. If it rolled down from the roof and it didn't hit the floor, it's, it's away from the floor, even a machat, a, a needle. On the Bach is Gaidas Hachut, even a thread from the floor, you could still roll it back up to yourself. It didn't hit the floor yet. Hanging down, he's still holding on to it. In all these cases in the Mishnah, he's still holding on to one end in his hands. Shimon says, Even if it rolled down and it hit the floor itself, you're allowed to roll it back up to yourself. There are no gzeris midrabanon in a situation where there's kisviyah kaidish, where there's a sefer that's going to be embarrassed here. And therefore what Rabbi Shimon is saying is, you're still holding on to it. There's no malach there. The only thing would be a gzeris midrabanon, that if I allow a person to roll it back up when he's holding on to it, he might come to pick it up from the Rishos even when he let go. Says Rabbi Shimon, if the whole thing would be a gzeris midrabanon, if it's kisviyah kaidish, there's no gzerim midrabanon. If it would be a scroll from anything else that's not kisvi akaydish, he would agree to the gzeris. But not in a case where it's kisvi akaydish. <coughs> so the Gemara starts with the first chelik of the Mishnah. If you read this Mishnah, it looks like there's a contradiction here. The Gemara will explain. Hi, <coughs> Iskupa. When we talk over here about the person that was sitting on a threshold. Hey, Chidami, what is the status of this threshold? Are we talking about a threshold that's a Rishusa Yachid? What are the measurements of Rishusa Yachid? A threshold that's 10 Tvachim tall and 4 Tvachim wide. So if the threshold is wide enough and tall enough and it's a Rishusa Yachid, and in front of this threshold you have a Rishusa Rabbim. Okay, so what happened? It rolled down from a Rishusa Yachid into a Rishusa Rabbim. And we're not going to be geyser that it might fall out of his hands completely and he might pick it up out of the Rishus Arabim. Okay, so that, that's the geyser that this whole mission is based on. That if, a, if you allow a person to roll it up while he still has one end in his hands, he might come to pick it up from the Rishus Arabim even after it dropped out of his hands. So in, if in the first part of the Mishnah, 
the threshold is a Rishusayachit. And when that geyser that's going to fall out of its hands and is going to come to pick it up, so why aren't we geyser? Mani, who is the first section of the Mishnah going according to that says that we don't make this gzeira? Shimani follows what Rab Shimon said in the end of the Mishnah, the Omar, called Dova Shuhu Mishum Shvos, anytime where you have an Isser, which is just a Gzeda Medir Abonon, and Oymet Bifnei Kisvei Kedish. We don't apply this Gzeda because it's Kisvei Kedish, it's, it's a holy scroll. If so, Frakta Gemara, Eimet Sefer, what was the next thing it said of the Mishnah? Rabbi Yehuda Eimet, Rabbi Yehuda says, Afil Eimet Sulek Menorah Tzalem Yachot, if the scroll that rolled down from the rooftop, was not, did not yet land on the floor. It separated from the floor even a tiny drop. You're allowed to roll it back up to yourself. So what do you see? What's Rabbi Huda saying? Only if it didn't hit the floor, then you're allowed to roll it back up to yourself. If it hit the ground, you're not allowed to. Why not? Because there's a gzeda, that even though you're still holding it in your hands. But there's a gzeda that if it falls completely, <coughs> you might pick it up as well. And then, what does the Mishnah conclude after that? Even if it hit the ground, you can roll it back up to yourself. If so, what does it come out? The beginning of the Mishnah, in the case of the threshold, is Rab Shimon. And the Seifa of the Mishnah mentions Rab Shimon again. And the middle case is who Rab Yehuda. That as long as it didn't hit the floor, that's when I'm not going But if it did hit the floor... I am Geyser. So what's going on over here? What's the Pshat in the Mishnah? Um, Rav Yehuda. So Rav Yehuda says, yeah, you're right. Stack it in. Yeah. Reishe v'seifer Rav Shimon. The beginning of the Mishnah. The end of the Mishnah is Rav Shimon. Metzius Rav Yehuda. And the middle case is according to Rav Yehuda. That's Taka. You have to learn the Mishnah. Okay. Which is a little bit of a daichik. You mind making a place from over here? There should be another Gemara there inside the shelf. So the Gemara. Over here. There's more place over here. Another pshat, Rabbi Omar, Rabbi says, no, you don't have to make this deichik that the beginning of the Mishnah is Rabbi Shimon. The pshat over here is, In the ratio of the Mishnah, we're not talking about a rooftop. In the ratio of the Mishnah, we're talking about a threshold. People are constantly walking out in and out of the house. They're passing through this threshold. Because the Kisvei HaKadosh are going to be trampled on, people walking in and out. Over here, the Rabbanon were makele and said that although there should be a gzayde, that a person might come to pick it up from the Rishus HaRabim, even the, even the Rabbanon were made that uh, we're not going to make this gzayde. Okay, so the Gemara now is saying a nupshat. There's a difference if it's a threshold or if it's a rooftop. Something that rolled down from a rooftop, Rab Shimon says they weren't geyser. Mashenken a threshold, usually, so, so usually the Rabbanon disagree with Rab Shimon and say there is a gzeda. Even if you're still holding it in your hand, there's a gzeda that you, that you might pick it up from the Rosh when you dropped it. But by a threshold, they did not make the gzeda. There everybody agrees because it's a bazillion of Kisvei Kodesh. That's a place that people walk in and out. Frakta Gemara on Rabbis Pshat, if this is the Pshat, Eisvi Abaya. Abaya brings a Braisa. What does it say in the Braisa? Toich Daladamas, if it fell to the ground. And it fell within Daladamis, you could roll it back up to yourself. But if it rolled out of Daladamis, so then, then turn it over, you're not allowed to roll it back up to yourself. What difference does it make if it's within Daladamis or out of Daladamis? If you're saying that as long as if you're on a threshold, and because people walk there, you don't want them to trample over this Kisviya Kaidish. What difference does it make how far out it rolled? In Adal Damis, Adal Damis. He is still holding on to it 
in the Rishus HaYachid. If he's still holding on to it in the Rishus HaYachid, there's no Isim and Atayra to pick it up. <coughs> Even if it rolled out of the Dal Damis, it would only be a Gzayim and because it might drop out of his hands. But didn't we just say that an Aiskupa, we don't make such a Gzayim because people are going to trample over it. So what difference does it make if it's within Dal Damis, out of Dal Damis, there's no Gzayim here. Answers the Gemara, so Abai gives another Pshat, a third Pshat in the Mishnah. This is kupa, this threshold is not ten tvachim tall. It's lower than that. It's only a karmelis. And then there's a rishusarabim in front of it. So from the karmelis to the rishusarabim is lechatchila. The whole thing is asim derabanan. Even even if it's totally dropped, even if he's not holding on to it, to pick it up and bring it back into the karmelis is midrabanan. So therefore, I say as follows, If it fell within Dal Damas, even if it would totally fall out of his hands, and he would pick it up, there's no Chiv Chattas, he's bringing it from Rosh Hashanah into a Karmelis. So the Rabbanon allow him to bring it up if he's still holding on to it. Because even if he would drop it, there's no Yisim the Rabbanon here. There's no Yisim Ataira that is, it's a Karmelis. But if it rolled out of four Ames, the E Maisile, if he would drop it and then he would bring it, then there is a Chiyav Chatos. So over here, there's a Gzeda and the Rabbana did not allow. So what Abai is saying is, Abai disagrees with Rabba. Abai is saying there's no special status to a threshold because it's a place that people walk and they shouldn't come to trample over it. No, there's no such a thing. The difference is, is there a place where there's a chashash, you'll come to Issa Deiraisa or not? If it rolled out of Dal Damas, you'll come to Issa Deiraisa. If it did not roll Dal Damas, so you're not going to come to Issa Deiraisa. If that's the issue over here, that there is actually a gzeda, even in a threshold, that you might come to Issa Deiraisa. Even if it rolled out of your hands, within Dal Damas, there should also be a gzeda. Dilme ma'ayel merushosarabim l'rushosayachid. That you might bring it in from the Rishus Arabim into the Rishus Ayachid. What's a threshold? A threshold is right in front of the house. The Chayyid is still excited that the person is going to pick it up from the Rishus Arabim if he drops it. He's going to pick it up from the Rishus Arabim. What is he going to do with it? He's going to bring it inside his house. Why shouldn't we be geyser that even though the, the Carmelis itself is a Carmelis, but he's going to bring it all the way into his house? If you're going to answer, no, that's not a problem. There's no Isim and in this. Why not? Kivan the Mafsik is Carmelis. Less lumbar. Since there's a break of the Carmelis, there's no issue. He's going to be carrying from the Rishus Arabim into the Carmelis and then from the Carmelis into his house. So there's no Isim and Atayra. Says the Gemara, that's not true. If you carry an object in the Rishus Arabim, Dal Rames, that's the Isim and Atayra of carrying Dal Rames, you picked it up on the ground, you lifted it up above Tent Fachim. And which is usually when a person carries something, if you're carrying it like this, you're going to be carrying it higher than 10 Tvachim. And then he, the, the whole length, he went higher than 10 Tvachim. Higher than 10 Tvachim is not a Rosh <coughs> And then you placed it back down uh, in a place after four, or four, uh, four Amis, that is. After four Amis, you placed it back down. Chayiv. You're going to be Chayiv. So what do we see? If you pick it up in one place, and then the Havara, the whole space that you walked, it was higher than 10 Tvachim, and then you put it back down, Yechayev. So the same thing applies over here. If you would pick something up in the Rishos HaRabim, if this scroll rolls out of your hand, and you picked it up in the Rishos HaRabim, you went through the Carmelis, and then you brought it into your house, you would be Chayev. So why aren't we geyser that that would happen? That if the scroll rolls out of his hand, he might pick it up and bring it into his house. 
Answers the Gemara, two answers. Hacha, one answer is, Hacha b'mayeskinam b'skupa arucha. We're talking about a very extended threshold. It's not a threshold that's like a tiny little uh, place before the house. It's an extended threshold. So therefore he has a place where to put it down right over there. When not Cheshish is going to bring it into the house. And Adahachi v'hachi, he brings it onto his threshold and he has to walk all the way into his house. It's a long threshold. Mitka. He'll remember not to bring it into his house. That's one shot. <laughs> no, we're not talking about an extended threshold. The person is going to pick it up, he's going to look inside to read it. And if he's going to look inside to read it, he's going to put it down right over there. He's not going to uh, bring it into his house. So not he's going to carry it into his house. One second, now that you're telling me, that the person is going to pick up this Kisvi HaKadosh and he's going to read it, You're saying that the nature of a person is, when you pick up a, a scroll, Kisvi HaKadosh, you want to read something that it says inside of it. So maybe he's not going to read when he's going to be in the skupa, maybe he's going to pick it up in the Rishos HaRabim, and he's going to read it in the Rishos HaRabim, and then he's going to walk straight into his house. And he'll go straight into his house. How do you know he's going to read it in the, in the Askupa, in the threshold, which is a Carmelist, and put it down there? Maybe he's going to read it in the Rishos and take it straight into his house. And says the Gemara, Ha mani ben Azai. So we have to say that our mission here goes according to ben Azai. The Omar, we learned this in Shabbos a long time ago, ben Azai says, Mahalech ka'oymid domi. When a person walks, it's the same like when a person stops. Meaning, just like when a person stops in one place, he's making a Hanocha. He's putting it down there. His feet are in one place and he stopped. So the same thing when a person walks, what happens when a person walks? You always have one foot on the ground. So every step you're taking, there's an akira and there's a hanocha. You're picking up your foot and you're putting down your foot. So if the person is going from the Rishus Arabim into the, into the Carmelis, which is the threshold, and then into his house, he walked through the threshold, it's like he made a hanocha on the Carmelis. He didn't just pass through, but he made a hanocha by walking through it and then going into his house. So there's no Issa Menatayra, because Mahalach is Ka'oi Midami. But there's still another Kshash. V'dilme Zorik Luhu Mizrak. Shouldn't we be chayshish that maybe he's going to pick it up on the Rishos Arabim and then throw it into his house through the, through the threshold, through the Carmelis, and he's not going to be walking through at all. So he's, he's going to be over Yisim and Atayra. The Omer Rabbi Yechenen, Rabbi Yechenen said, Maide ben Azai bezayrik. Rabbi Azai is Maide, that if you throw from a Rishos Arabim to a Rishos Ayachit through a Carmelis, but you threw it through, you didn't walk through, in such a case, for sure, it's not considered as if it stopped in the Carmelis, it just flew through, so you're going to be over the Isser. Answers the Gemara, Omer Avacher Bar Ave, Meres, Kisviah From here we see, we're not concerned about such a thing, that a person is going to throw a Kisviah Kaidish into his house, we're not Chayshish for that. He's going to treat it with respect, he's going to walk in with it, that we would be Chayshish. And then, there's no problem, because he's going through the Carmelis. To throw it, we're not Chayshish for that. What was the next thing it said in the Mishnah? <coughs> so what do you do? You turn a uh, scroll upside down, that it shouldn't get to the Bizayan. Are you allowed to turn a scroll upside down? The people that write Svarim, they write Tfilin or Mezuzis. You're not supposed to turn... But you're writing, if they're writing it, they have to come back afterwards and they have to go away. So you're not allowed to turn it upside down. You should just cover it with the garment.
Right? When you walk out from a, from a room and you're leaving, you're not supposed to leave a safer open. You're supposed to cover it. You cover it, but not turn it upside down. So why are we turning it over here upside down? That is the Gemara, Hosa Mefsha. Over there, it's possible. You, have, you can take a garment and put it on top. Over here, it's impossible. He doesn't have a garment. Or Tesis actually says, even if he has a garment, he's not allowed to because it's rolled down into the Rishus Arabim. So you can't throw a garment over it to cover it to throw the garment down into the Rishus Arabim. And so if you're not going to turn it upside down, So true, turning a Kisvi HaKadosh upside down is a Bizayin. As Rashi says, the reason is because when you turn a Kisvi HaKadosh upside down, so there's Ovok, um, is that what Rashi says? The, 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 ah, the dust that comes onto the Oisius, yeah. So that's a Bizayin to turn Kisvi HaKadosh upside down. But in this case, to leave it exposed, hanging into the Rosh is a bigger Bizayin. So therefore in this case, there's no other choice so you could turn it upside down. So this is the Gemara, it's also brought in Allah, this is the source that when if you're leaving a room, you're leaving a safer, you should cover it with something, or close it or cover it, not turn it upside down. You see sometimes people turn it upside down. You're not supposed to turn the safer upside down. That's also a Bezayim. So now the Gemara is going to focus more on this... Uh, on the what? Okay, no, no, but I, I believe it's brought in Paiskim, that you shouldn't turn it upside down. Yeah. So the next chalik of the Mishnah was speaking about when it rolled down from the roof. What did it say in the Mishnah? If it didn't hit the floor, so then um, it's still an issue if it went within 10 tefachim to the ground, the Mishnah says. If it rolled down, if it was within 10 tefachim to the ground, then it's an issue. Okay? And Rabbi Yehuda said, no, only if it hit the ground, then it's an issue. So the Gemara is going to start with the first chalik here. It said, how could you say that if it rolled down, and it didn't hit the ground, that there's an issue in, in pulling it back up. It didn't hit the ground yet. What's the Gemara asking? There's no reason to be geyser at all. Because the person on his end is still holding on to it. On the other end, it didn't even hit the ground yet. The whole thing is a If it hit the ground, and then you would let go of it, there's a that you might pick it up from the ground. But over here, Sai didn't hit the ground yet, and Sai on the other hand, you're holding on to it. So why did Chazal make any gzayda in such a case? Omar um, says, Rave, you're right, it didn't hit the ground, but what we're talking about over here is, Bekaisel It's coming down from a rooftop, and it, go, it rolled down, and the roof of the, not the roof, the wall of the house is Meshuppah, it's diagonal. There's a part of the house Sloping. that, huh? Sloping. A sloped, a sloped wall that sticks out, a chalik of it sticks out into the Rosh Rabim, and it did land. It didn't land on the ground, but it landed on this wall that sticks out from the house. Okay, so the pshat over here in the Gemara is that that piece of the wall that sticks out from the house is part of the Rishos Arabim. The people of the Rishos Arabim use it. They, they put their packages on it. The people of the Rishos Arabim use it. So therefore, it landed on that place in the wall. So it's like it landed in the Rishos Arabim. Okay, we once learned about this in, in Masech Shabbos, that when you have areas in the Rishos Arabim that are nine tefachim tall, and people position their packages in that area, Omutes, that it's considered to be part of the Rishos Arabim. So here as well, this chalik of the wall that was sticking out, that it landed on, is part of the Rishos Arabim. So that's why you're not allowed to bring it up. The Gzaira applies there. So Abaya says, So what are you saying? What's the Mishnah talking about? That it did land. didn't land on the floor, but it landed on this piece of the wall that's sticking out. What does it say after this? If it's removed from the ground, even a drop, you could roll it back up. It didn't land yet. 
But for Hanach, Nachle, now you're saying it didn't land on the ground, but it landed on the wall, which is also part of the Rishasar Abim. Answers the Gemara, you're right, according to this Pshat, we're going to have to say that there's something missing here in the Mishnah, and this is how you have to read the Mishnah. When is there a if it rolled down into Tent Fachim of the Rishasar Abim, as if it landed not on the ground, but at least it landed on the Kaisal Meshuppah? On this, on this uh, part of the wall. But if you don't have this slanted wall, and it did, it's still dangling in the air, it didn't land, land at all. As long as it's above three tfachim from the ground, so it's not lava to the ground, you're allowed to roll it up back up to yourself. There's no gzeirah. If it rolled down, and it's dangling in the air, but it's within three tfachim to the ground, so then there's the gzeirah, and you're not allowed to pull it back up. You have to leave it there and turn it over on the Ksav. Correct. So that's on so the Anachanami. So the Gemara is adding this now, another detail over here. That it depends if it's within three Tvachim to the ground or not. Yeah. And on that, now you have to take out the two dots that you have over here. Oh, it's a continuation. On that, Rabbi Yehuda says, Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, even if it's removed from the ground, just a tiny drop, there's no gzeda. In other words, the machlekes of the Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda is whether we apply the concept of lovud here. Tanakama says once it's within three tefachim of the ground, it's as if it's already landed. So the gzeda that, that you might pick it up even after you drop it out of the hand, your hands applies. Rabbi Yehuda says no, there's no lovud here. If it's munach, if it actually landed on the ground of the Rishosarabim, then the Yinalara will bring it up. But if it didn't land yet, there's no lovud over here. Only if it actually landed on something, then there's a gzeda that you might come to pick it up. <coughs> so now that we explained that this is the machlaikis here, whether I say lovud legabe the hanoche of the malach of or not, when you throw something and it didn't yet land, so even before landing, is it as if it landed or not? So if, if that's what the machlaikis is based on, so now Rav said, we learned this in Masech the Shabbos, what did Rav say? Even if something is flying into Arashos, it did not land, but it's flying within three Tfachim to the ground, it's not considered to be a Hanocha unless it actually lands. If you remember, we learned this in Masech the Shabbos, there was a very uh, interesting shit there of Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva says, if you throw something from the Rishos Arabim to another Rishos Arabim, and in between, it flew through a Rishos Ayachid. Rabbi Kiva holds the very fact that it flies through a Rishus HaYachid, Kluta Kemi Shehoncha. The fact that it flew through the airspace, it's as if it's been absorbed into that place, as if it landed there. That's what Rabbi Kiva holds. On that, Rabbi said, Rabbanan disagree with Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Rabbanan say no, just because it went through the airspace, it's not as if it landed there. And Rabbi explains, according to the Rabbanan, even if it flies through a Rishus HaYachid and you throw it very low and it's very close to the ground, but if it didn't land, if there's no hanochet b'poyel, you're not over on the, the, the melach of Haitzah. It has to actually land. Even though there's a concept of lovud, but that doesn't apply to the hanoch of the melach of Haitzah. It has to actually land to be over the Iser. So if so, Rav has said that the, old, the, the, the hanoch has to be on the ground, and we don't uh, apply lovud here. <laughs> now based on the pshat that we said before, it's going to come out that what Rav has said is dependent on a machlaikis tanoim. Here we're saying that Rabbi Yehuda and the Tanakhama are arguing with this uh, scroll that rolled down within three Tfachim of the Rishus Rabbim, and they're arguing if, you, if there's exeda, if you can pull it back up or not. So Rav said something, and it's really a Machlaikas Tanoim here. 
Says the Gemara, you're right, we're going to have to change a little bit what we said before. Ella, really, kula Rabbi Yehudi. The entire Mishnah is all Rabbi Yehuda speaking. There's no machlekes here. V'chsuri machsiri, and going back to what we said before, there's something missing in the Mishnah, but v'hachi katani. This is how you have to read the Mishnah. If it landed on a slanted wall, so then, even if it didn't land on the ground yet, you're not allowed to pull it back up. But if there is no slanted wall there, if it landed within three tfachim, you're allowed to roll it up to yourself. Why should Rabbi Yehuda oime? Since Rabbi Yehuda said, even if it's removed from the ground, a tiny drop, you can roll it back up to yourself. For the Malach of Hitzah, we don't apply Lovud. The Malach of Hitzah is only if it actually landed on something. So the only thing the Gemara just changed now from what it said before is the Gemara removes the Machlaikis that we said. There's a Machlaikis if it's within three Tvachim to the ground and not within three Tvachim to the ground. The Gemara removes that. It's all Rabbi Yehuda speaking and Rabbi Yehuda is saying that only if it was Nacha Gabi Mashuhu, so then there's the Gzairim of the Rabbanon that you might let go of it and pick it up from the ground. But if it was not yet Nacha Gabi Mashuhu, there's no Gzairim. And actually, like you pointed out before, in our Mishnah, it doesn't say anything about within Shleish Tvachim. So there's no reason for the Gemara really to add that. So it's all one opinion. Okay, that's the end of this Indian, Benigayat the Kisvi HaKadosh, that rolled out of a person's hand. Sokta Mishneh, Ziz, Shalifnei, Chaloin. You have a window, and in front of your window you have a ledge that's sticking out, into, over the street, over the Shusarabim. Neisnin Olov, so you can place things onto the ledge, V'noit Lamimenu, and you can take things from your ledge, B'Shabbos, and Shabbos, this ledge is tall tent Fachim, as the Gemara will explain, it's tall tent Fachim, off the ground, and it's also four by four tvachim wide. It's, a, it's, it's an extension of Yerusha Sayachit. So there's no problem to take anything from your house and put it on the ledge or bring something from the ledge into your house. It's like the Gemara, is, so this ledge that we're talking about over here, the Mapik Lehecha, it's extending outward to where? If it's protruding into the Rishos Rabim, shouldn't we be afraid? Shouldn't we be afraid if you put something onto this ledge, it might fall off the ledge and fall into the Rishos Rabim, and you might come to pick it up from the Rishos Rabim? So the Gemara holds that that's, that's a very uh, probable thing to happen. So there should be such exeda. So how are you allowed to put something on this ledge that's protruding into the Rishos Rabim? We'll have to say that we're talking about a ledge that's sticking out of your house, but into a Rishush Like most houses, they have a courtyard in front, so it's not sticking out into Rishush HaRabim. If so, it should be obvious that you're allowed to put something on the ledge. What would be the issue? What's the concern? And for the Gemara, Amar Abaye, Le'olam, the Mapik, L'Rishush HaRabim. We're talking about a ledge that is hanging over into the Rishush HaRabim. When it says that you can place things onto the sledge that it's allowed, we're talking about placing kalim, dishes, or whatever it is, that if it falls into the Rishus Arabim, it's going to break. So there's no chash that you're going to come and pick it up. But if it would take be regular kalim on such a ledge that's sticking onto the Rishus Arabim, you're not allowed to put it there because it might fall down and you might come to pick it up. We're talking about kalim and Ishbarim. Eid of Chatzeris. Yeah, so maybe you can bring it in. Okay. So the Gemara says, that's a whole is only with Rabbanon. Yeah. So it's like a Gzeda l'Gzeda. The Gemara says, it's Pashat, there's no such Gzeda. So the Gemara, Tanya Nami Yachi, we learned in Abraiset, says this clearly. 
Ziz Shalifnea Chalain, a ledge that's sticking out of a window, Ayyitzil Rishusarabim, and it hangs over into the Rishusarabim. Naistan Allah, what could you put on it? Kairis, bowls, kaisis, cups, kitainis, small cups, tzleichis, plates. But these are all things that are made from like glassware or earthenware, things that if they fall, they're going to break. Umishtamish, then the Braises says, Umishtamish, Bechola Kaisel, any ledge that you have anywhere in the wall, you can use the ledge as much as you want. Ada Sara Tachtainen, as long as this ledge is above 10 Tfachim of the Rishusarabim. If the ledge is hanging out below 10 Tfachim, so then it's part of the Rishusarabim. Then the Braise says something else. What's if you have two ledges? A ledge, and then above it another ledge. Two ledges, one on top of the other. So then, You can use the lower ledge, and you cannot use the top ledge. You can only use the top ledge, which is right near your window. See if they have a picture for this over here. You have two ledges, one on top of the other. The lower ledge you can use, the top ledge you can only use what's near your window. So you can look and picture Tafkufayin Dalit, Tafkufayin Hay. So you have ledges over here, you have one ledge. But if you have two ledges, so the lower ledge you can use as much as you want. The top ledge you can only use near your window. So the Gemara now is going to ask him this. What's, why shouldn't you be able to use the ledge? As long as it's 10 Tvachim above the Rishus Arabim. What difference does it make? When we're talking over here about these two ledges, what are we talking about? If the ledge that's sticking out does not have four Tvachim in it, the width of four Tvachim, this is not even a Rishus Yachid. It doesn't have the minimum space to make it the part of the Rishus HaYachr. It's a Mokim Ptur. And if so, Even that part of the ledge, it's right near your window. You shouldn't use it either. Because as soon as you go and put something out on the ledge, it's very likely that it's right away going to fall down. It has so little space, it's going to fall down. If it does have the space of Fort Tfachim, you should be allowed to, didn't it say in the Braise right before, a ledge sticking out of your wall, anywhere in the wall you could use it as long as it's above 10 Tfachim from the ground. What's, different, what's the difference if you have two ledges, one on top of the other? What's the problem? That's the Gemara, Omar Abaye, the case over here is, the two ledges, the lower ledge has the width of Fort Tfachim. The higher ledge does not, is not uh, four tfachim wide. It's, an, it's a narrower ledge. But the ledge is built flush to the window. And together with the window, it does have a space of four tfachim. So therefore, there, the ledge that's near the window, the part of the ledge that's together with the window, that you could use. the Because it's like, it's together, it goes together with the window. So you have enough space of Fort Tfachim and you're not afraid it's going to fall into the Rishus Arabim. The high Gise, the high Gise, but the part of the ledge that sticks out on both sides, that you can't use. Osir, because over there it's not wide enough and it's going to fall into the Rishus Arabim. Take a look in the picture, you'll see over here that this, it's a very, very narrow ledge. So if you put something on this ledge, it's very likely it's going to right away fall into the Rishus Arabim. But if that ledge is sticking out any further from the window, that's the issue. But near the window itself, because it's flush with the window itself, so therefore there's enough space in it that if you put something down on it, it's not going to fall into the Rishos HaRabim. Yeah, you see it over here? How it is? Tafkofai and hey. Those are the, the ledges here. Okay. Not